Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 24. It's the Kobe episode of Ronnie's Reflections. Today is Sunday, April 17th, 2022. It's Easter. Happy Easter, everyone. I hope that you all had a very fun, delightful, egg-filled Easter out there. This is the place where I like to record myself talking and speaking into a microphone, and I look at all the stuff that I did in the week past It's kind of my audio journal. It's available in video form on YouTube. It's available in podcast form. I think we're up to like four listeners in podcast form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And still, it blows my mind that uh, this video is the most popular video on my channel week after week. And also speaking of YouTube things, just to kind of throw this out there, um, something cool happened this week. This is the first time ever, I think, in the history of Builder Buds where all of my videos got at least 30 views. 30 views. Yeah, how about that? That's pretty neat. I like that. Uh, we're getting close to 300 subscribers as well. I think we're at 292 as of the time of this recording. And yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I'm uh, floored and honored and humbled by everybody wanting to follow along in the goofy adventures of a zany 37-year-old father of one amazing little dude. And that's probably why you're here, the one amazing little dude. But regardless of that, Appreciate you guys, and the first thing that I like to do, as always, is to look at some listener feedback that usually revolves around our topic of the week, question of the week, which last week was a a goofy one, is a weird one. It was, um, well, I mean, they're all goofy every single week. What's an interesting talent that you have? And I threw out a more serious one and a more funny one, and many of you guys did as well, so I wanted to go through a couple of those. First up, we've got Our Brick Life, my buddy Martin from Across the Pond. He said, I'd say my interesting talent is having the skills to be a steam locomotive fireman. I love that title. Uh, He goes on to say, I think you call them the engineer over the pond. That's correct. This involves bringing the loco to life from cold, cleaning and prepping it for the day, and once in steam shoveling coal, filling the tanks with water, and managing the water and steam levels in the boiler, as well as bringing a second pair of eyes for the driver, all whilst traveling along the line on the front of a train full of passengers. I did not know that about you, Martin, and I would love to see some footage of this at some point. I don't know if you can sneakily get any footage from it, but it sounds incredibly interesting. I would love to see it if it's possible. So cool. Thank you for sharing that, buddy. Next, we've got Slippery Bricks. Andy said, you literally made me pause the video to see if I can perform your skill. Not many people can. I've not met very many of them. He said, failed. One interesting skill I have is singing the alphabet backwards. Useless skill, I say, but a fun one. Up to today, I don't know anyone around me that can do it. Or they're just being secretive. I can't do it. Z, Y, X, that's really about as far as I can go and as fast as I can go. And certainly not any kind of melody or, or anything like that there. Andy, you, you vlog. You've got content out in the world, and the world needs to see this. Please record this and put it on YouTube. Thank you on behalf of everyone. Yes. Uh, Emil Nightshade said, So my serious skill is being able to create and write a story around anything. I've been able to do that since high school. As for a funny skill, it's more quirky than funny, I guess. It's being able to remember film-related facts and trivia and never being able to forget it. If only this worked when I was in school. Also, I was expecting a heavier fart sound. Those little toots nearly killed me. Well, just for you, Emil, 
there you go. Hope you didn't die after that one. But that's really cool. Um, being able to creatively write stuff. I told him uh, whenever I replied to that comment that creative writing was my favorite class in high school. And probably since that time, I've not written anything. Nothing. And I really enjoyed it. I should probably do that. Maybe. I think it's just like uh, mock building with Lego. I think there's a fear of, of failure there. And uh, even though it it every time I do it, I enjoy it. And I'm sure every time I wrote something, I would enjoy it. But I just haven't. And uh, as far as re- being able to remember film-related facts, I can I can relate to that one as well. Except for me, it was sports facts. I had like a and Seinfeld facts. Seinfeld and The Office. Uh, I mean, there's just so much so much information in there. And every time I have a conversation with somebody and they tell me a story of what that happened, I always relate it to something that happened in Seinfeld or The Office. And then they have to listen to me explain what happened in Seinfeld or The Office because I say something weird like marble rye uh, or he took it out or something like that that's a Seinfeld fan would totally get uh, but usually it leaves people just kind of gawking at me like what what are you saying what is wrong with you so once again I can relate thank you for your comment Emil Carter Scotland Allen my interesting skill he told me to go and YouTube Carter's mouth trick should be the seventh video it's like 10 seconds long enjoy once again another great podcast I accept your challenge, and not only are we going, am I, like, did I already go and watch it? But uh, we're going to include that on this week's podcast as well. For me, it was the first result that came up. Look at little baby Carter right there. This was in 2007. 5,000 views. Hopefully you guys will be able to hear this. Yep, and that kid is going to win an Oscar someday. (laughs) Good stuff, Carter. Up next, we've got the one and only Kelly Daniels. As for my talent, I'm pretty talented at teaching Lego how to fly by means of breaking them. And then she says, you're welcome. No, don't break the Lego. I had a fail today on the topic of breaking Lego. I am breaking down my UCS Star Wars sets and selling them because some of them are worth just ridiculous amounts of money. Uh, for example, my good buddy Brad's Bricks is buying my Ewok Village that I paid, I want to say 250 maybe $300 for five, six, seven years ago, however long it was ago. Um, I built it a long time ago. It's just been sitting on a shelf collecting dust in kind of a dark corner in the living room. And I was like, I can sell this and get pretty good money out of it. And somebody else will get so much more joy out of it than I am. So he's buying that one. And today I broke down my UCS Slave 1 back whenever it was still called the Slave 1. And uh, I love that ship, but I've got a smaller one that I love just as much and takes up a lot less space and isn't worth $500. That's how much UCS Slave 1s are selling for right now. Used ones. If you got a new one in the box, $700. (sighs) I wish I would have invested in those. My gosh. Note to self, go and buy more UCS Star Wars sets. Yes. Um, But while I was disassembling that one, a couple of the dark red pieces shattered. Like like pieces of them just broke off. And it was only the dark red pieces. And that was was catastrophic. But luckily it wasn't any pieces that were super rare or valuable. Um, But yeah. So, Kelly, shame on you. Don't break the Lego. We're going to round out the comments today with uh, one of my favorite people in the whole universe. That would be Greg, a.k.a. Brickitect. He said, I love hearing about your reselling activities. 
So glad to see you making some serious bucks on whatnot and pushing forward with thrifting and flipping. You're going to crush that debt and what you said about having options is absolutely true. I'm glad you kept the last part about the Beckett situation and I can confirm as a dad, we have all been there. At least I have. It sucks and you feel bad, but everything including parenting and reselling is a learning experience and we get better as we go. I look forward to this podcast every week and I can't wait to see where your life adventures take you next. So imagine meeting one of your heroes, like somebody that you look up to and they're everything that you thought and hoped that they would be, like as they portray themselves and then some. And to me, that's that's what Greg is. Um, I met, I somewhat met Tades, like the singer of one of my favorite bands, Hot Mulligan, at a concert. And they say to never meet your heroes because you'll always be let down by that situation. But I think the exact opposite is true of Greg. And I haven't formally met him in person. Hopefully that day is approaching in the future at some time. We can meet up at Knobles or, or Six Flags in my neck of the woods and do some theme parks or something crazy and fun because uh, he's just such a great person. I love his podcast. Um, he's always been such a great motivator to me. Today he sent me a picture of him and Clark Man watching some of my videos and it just blows my mind because, I mean, I made my channel and patterned it uh, off of all the stuff that he's doing. So appreciate you, Greg. Thank you as always for the words of positivity. And uh, yeah, little by little, we're, we're going to get there. That's what it's all about, right? That's life. Okie dokie. Question of the week this week. Let us change it up a little bit. We're still going to do the uh, the same cards from last week. So I introduced these things, which are We Connect cards, create conversations that matter. And on them, they've got three kind of uh, topics. So we've got self-reflection, we've got fun and light, and we've got questions that are a bit deeper. Last week, I think we did a purple question. Yeah, we did a self-reflection question. This week, we're doing a green question. And it's just the first one that I pulled off the top of the deck. It is, what is something funny that has happened to you. So immediately the first like three things popped into my mind very quickly and they kind of happened to me, but they also kind of happened to other people as well. But I just thought it was interesting that all of these core memories that I've talked about in the past popped up really quick. And I thought that I would share with you guys. And, And let me give you a little teaser. Boogers on legs, middle fingers and vomit. <laughs> We're going to really end with, with those topics. So uh, first one, boogers on legs. Whenever I was in first grade, these first two are kind of combined because I was in first grade for both of them. We moved to Tennessee, started going to a new school. And uh, one day we were having heads down time at our desk after recess. And uh, I had a nose full of boogers. And for some reason, I thought it would be a really good idea to pick those boogers and to wipe them on the girl's leg that was sitting next to me. <laughs> why did I do that? And why am I telling the internet about it? Um, so that was that was funny. She uh, she got upset. And that's, that doesn't make me feel good now thinking about that. But just like what was going through my brain? If Beckett came home from school and I got a note in his bag and the teacher said, he, you might want to talk to your son. He wiped boogers on the kid next to him. <laughs> I don't know how I'd re- react to that. The other one also happened when I was in first grade. So I just moved to this school and I was just kind of like messing with my fingers and like picking at them a little bit. And I kind of did one of these where I kind of flipped the bird and uh, all of the kids around me started reacting. And I didn't understand why. I had no idea what that meant. 
And they were like, oh my gosh, teacher, teacher, teacher. He just held up his middle finger. And I was like, I, and then I just had them both up. And I was like, what, what is this? What does this mean? <laughs> Little first grade Ronnie, just so totally, uh, so totally innocent. That one was funny. And then uh, vomiting, I was on, uh, again, it was my first year at a new school. It was actually my first day at a new school. Um, and my new school this time was in Missouri. We moved back to Missouri to live closer to my grandparents and kind of like the area where my parents grew up. So it's a rural school district, and I wasn't prepared to ride the school bus for an hour after school, and especially not prepared to ride it on really hilly gravel roads. So like really bumpy gravel roads. It was hot because it was August, and uh, it was pretty, pretty miserable. I had a big lunch. Uh, Mom always used to pack my lunch, peanut butter and jelly, some kind of chips, uh, some kind of delicious sugary beverage from the uh, cafeteria. Back then, you could even buy ice cream. Like, they would sell you ice cream in the cafeteria. I'm sure I did that as well. Big full belly, first day of school, uh, first day on the bus, riding at home, and uh, oh, oh, strawberry Kool-Aid. That was the other thing, because I'm, I'm vividly remembering strawberry-colored vomit being shot somewhat out the window. It didn't quite make it out the window the whole way because uh, some of it wound up on the inside of the window. And then uh, after I did that, there was still about 45 minutes left in the bus ride, so I got to sit next to that along with all of the other children on the bus. I can laugh about that now. That was that was funny now. I'm sorry if, if <laughs> throw-up is, is triggering for you. Uh, I'm going to pull a Kelly and I guess just say you're welcome. So... <sighs> That's these these cards are, are very interesting. So how about you guys? What's something funny that happened to you? My interpretation of funny might be a little bit different than yours, and that's okay. So chime in on this week's question. I'd love to hear from you. Next section is stuff I watched this week. I've got four things to talk to you all about. The first of which is a recommendation from my good buddy Richard Mincy. He recommended that I check out the Netflix show Sweet Tooth. And I think I even gave you guys uh, a little um, synopsis, not a synopsis, a uh, plot summary on last week's episode. So I followed through, and I am now through four episodes of Sweet Tooth. Through the first three episodes, I was really high on it. I really, really liked it. I liked what they were doing with the kid. Um, I liked the tone. It's kind of dark, kind of, um, I mean, it's it's like the end of the world scenario situation, but... The main character is a half-human, half-deer. And there's like some interwoven storylines. I really am enjoying the storyline that isn't the kid that's about the doctor. I don't want to give any spoilers away, but the the storyline with the doctor and his wife, really enjoying that that part of the storyline. I feel like that could be almost a series in and of itself. It's very compelling, and the actors are really good on that, that part of it. So like I said, through three episodes, I was pretty high on it. And then I watched the fourth episode, and no spoilers, but um, there's a group of people that shows up, and they were just so cringy to me. So cringy. Their their outfits, like, it just just took me completely out of the story, as if, like, a half-boy, half-deer, you know, wouldn't do that already. I understand that it's a fantasy situation, but... It just wasn't authentic because this group, they had like um, ninja skills and and the group had no business having ninja skills because they were, I won't say it, I don't want to give anything away in case somebody's going to watch it, 
But I think that we're moving away from that group. It seemed like we're, we're pivoting and that group was maybe going to be isolated to just the fourth episode. And I'm hoping so because I'll watch the fifth episode. And if I see any more on the level of that of cringe, uh, I'm out. I'm out. But I have a feeling that that's going to be it. And it's going to be good from there because the little boy has a companion, big uh, black guy, huge dude, used to be, uh, I think, an NFL player. They didn't call it the NFL. They called it like the equivalent of the NFL. But just a, and and the little kid calls him big man. Huge guy, really good actor. Love his part in the show. Um, so they're kind of like compatriots on a mission, basically to uh, uh, reunite Sweet Tooth with, with his parents, essentially, without giving any spoilers away. So I'll check out the fifth episode. We'll see how it is. And uh, yeah, I'll check in next week. Hopefully, hopefully this time next week, maybe I've already finished it or I'm at least uh, continuing to progress in it. The other thing that I watched this week is the next episode of Halo. So Halo episode four and the next episode of Moon Knight episode three. I have similar feelings about each of them. For Halo, they really brought the heat in the first episode. And there was all this action and I knew my parents would be into it. And then since then, there's been almost no action at all, like no combat at all, which is weird for a TV show based upon a video game where the main thing that happens in it is combat. They're they're building a world, they're developing the story, they're developing characters, and I appreciate that. I like all of that stuff, but I'm afraid they're going to lose viewership if they don't put their foot on the gas pretty soon because now it's been three episodes of building the story, building the characters, and, and kind of doing that kind of thing. But I still enjoyed the episode. You get a lot of backstory and, and Master Chief uh, stuff that... Um, I had never read about, I'd never seen, like obviously none of that was was part of the video games, it was probably in the novels that they'd written, but I'd never read those, and so that was cool to see background on Master Chief, but yeah, they need to, they need to step on the gas a little bit more. Moon Knight, I, I don't know, I don't know about it, like the, the first episode was very compelling, I liked it a lot, and now as it's gone on, I found myself drifting away from episode three and not really paying a lot of attention to it, uh, getting in my phone and just kind of having it on in the background, and I could basically tune out the show for 10 minutes and then I could look back up and be like, oh, well, he's still doing that. All right. Well, I know I kind of know what's what's going on. Um, the bad guy in it, I think it's Ethan Hawke is the actor that's playing the, the bad guy. And he's OK. He's all right. He's I don't know. He's like one of these cult leaders and he's just like very matter of fact. And he doesn't really carry he doesn't really carry enough weight for me. If you guys have listened to me talk about things that I like. Uh, as far as like movies and TV shows and video games, if it has a really compelling bad guy that's like, ooh, that bad guy is a badass, then I'm I'm sucked in. I'm I'm more invested in it. But I feel like in Moon Knight, it's just like he's he's a guy. He's a cult leader. He's got a weird stick. He can tell whether or not you're a good or a bad person. And if you're a bad person, you'll shrivel up and die. And it's like you kind of lame, dude. <laughs> I love the location, like the whole Egyptian motif and theme. They need to they need to bring some zombie mummies out of the ground or something and uh, spice it up a little bit. But yeah, I'll keep watching it. We'll see where it goes. It's got it's got the Marvel humor and it keep, kind of keeps you locked in. So um, I'm still in for more of it. Just I hope that it picks up a little bit. The fourth thing is the most most exciting thing I think that I watched this week because it led to a new experience that I had this week. I started watching a bunch of YouTube videos about the Pokemon trading card game. 
I started to get interested because um, I've been collecting Pokemon cards now for a few weeks, been playing the games, and so I've been curious, well, what are what do all these things mean on these cards? It's like it's got hit points and different spells and different like stuff that happens whenever you play the card, and I was like, I really like card games. Like Card games are kind of my thing. Um, I haven't played a, a card game in a long time, but I've always liked hearts, spades. I played Canasta with my grandma and grandpa back in the day. Anything with strategies, a lot of fun. The couple of times that I played Dungeons and Dragons, not really a card game, but like that kind of motif. I dig that kind of stuff. It's neat. So I was like, well, I'm going to check out some of these videos. One of them got recommended to me, and uh, I started watching them, and I was like, I'm very confused. I'm very confused about what's happening. I watched the Pokemon World Championship, and they were shuffling cards, and things were going fast and furious, and I was like, okay, that's a little too advanced, but I can appreciate the the skill and the knowledge that it probably takes to get to that level. Um, so I, I, I just watched a couple more videos, and to transition into the games that I played this week, I played the Pokemon trading card game online. Lo and behold, folks, you can download the Pokemon trading card game, play it online with other people, or you can play the computer. I've only played the computer so far. I am not ready to play another human. <laughs> but it is a really awesome way to learn that game. They have really, really easy tutorials that are set up with it. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, you can download it for your PC, your Mac, uh, your iPad, and it runs great. Um, there's deck building in it so that you can you can like collect cards and rip digital packs. And if you get, oh man, I already threw them away. If you get the, uh, if you wind up buying any Pokemon cards in real life, they give you a little code and you can redeem that in the Pokemon trading card game. And that'll give you a digital pack that you can open in the trading card game as well. And so like a big aspect to the trading card game is building your own custom deck. And I haven't really started doing that, but now I'm like starting to understand the game more that I really want to do that. And uh, that's just been a lot of fun. I think I've played, I want to say about 10 to 15 games of the trading card game just this week. Uh, and a game only takes 10, 15 minutes, probably tops, uh, especially, you know, like while you're playing the computer AI opponents and uh, they're taking it easy on you. But I just view that as something that would be really, really good for me to learn how to do, and then whenever Beckett is old enough and is ready to do something like that, that I think it would be really good for him to do as well, like a good father-son activity because it's 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 counting and it's using strategy and it's competition, uh, lots and collecting, you know, and like something that maybe we could do together, and and that excites me. I live in a very rural area. If I didn't, I would probably, I say probably, I think I would, even though I'm very introverted, I would seek out somewhere that I could go and play Pokemon with other people because the card shops always have events where it's just like, hey, come play. You know, you don't have to buy anything. It's just there's going to be a bunch of people here. Come together. We'll have food. We'll have fellowship. We'll play some Pokemon. It'll be fun. And that sounds fun. That sounds really fun. I would like to do that at, uh, at some point. It'd be nice if there's somewhere local, and maybe there is, and I just don't know about it yet. Uh, but... That was a lot of fun. I will leave a link to the Pokemon trading card game uh, in the description of this video if you are interested, and the podcast, if you're interested in checking that out. Again, it doesn't cost anything. It really doesn't monetize uh, as well. You can buy coins, but you really got to try like digging in the menus to buy coins, so it's really not like pay to win. It's just a lot of fun, and the graphics are neat, and it's just it's just a fun game. Um, and like I said, it's it's short, so if you just got a couple minutes to kill, you know, 
bounce onto the trading card game, play a hand, and yeah, it's good. It's real good. Speaking of real good, the other game that I played this week, Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'm happy to let you let you guys know. Finally, <laughs> I finally beat it. Yay! Um, this was a 16 chapter game. It took me about 20 hours to complete it, and I predicted it was a five out of five from the get go. And I'm happy to say it lives up to that. It is a five out of five. Uh, a little, maybe some critiques. It's not a perfect game. It got a little long in the tooth in the end as far as um, like the conversations, the dialogue. That's the word that I was looking for. There's a lot of dialogue just piled on the end of this thing. And I felt that the storyline was a little bit too serious as well at the end. It just it just didn't really resonate and, and hit home with me. I think probably because there was just so much dialogue. It was like they got, they took so much time to lead up to the end of the story. They were building this universe, developing these amazing characters. And then they got to kind of sort of the end of the game. They're like, crap, we've got a lot more uh, story to explain and we don't have much gameplay left. So here's a bunch of flashbacks. Here's a bunch of quick time events. You're going to do this for a good hour and a half and then we will let you play the final boss. And the final boss was also very weak. Again, another cult leader was the final boss. Kind of weird that that happened twice this week for me. And he was, he was pretty lame. The boss fight was fine. I only had to do it twice in order to beat him. I played the game on normal, which is kind of abnormal for me. A lot of times I play games on easy, but uh, the developers, they recommended that you play this one on normal. So I was like, eh, I'll give it a shot. And I never needed to level it down. Uh, but other than those critiques, it was really awesome. I mean, if you like Guardians of the Galaxy, you're going to like this game. All of the things that I've said about it probably in the last three or four episodes, they all ring true. If you like Guardians, you're going to like this. The comedy is excellent in it. The characters are hilarious. The voice acting is fantastic. The combat is super fun. It's a little bit repetitive, but it's it's fun enough to where I always looked forward to the combat encounters. So if you got an Xbox, you got it. It's on Game Pass, so check it out. Five out of five for me. The other game that I continue to play this week is Pokemon Shield. And I think I was a little bit down on it last week, but it's had another resurgence for me this week. Because I've conquered two more gyms this week, and I think that's five out of eight that are done now. Um, it gets to us like every time that you go through a gym, each gym is a little bit different. They've got a little different flavor on it, which I appreciate. And the gyms are pretty fun. Like they're kind of mini games built within there. And then whenever you get to the last round, you're fighting like the big boss in each gym. You can Dynamax your Pokemon, which means that they get like humongous. They get the size of a stadium, and it plays this really cool music. And uh, I had a laugh out loud moment because up to that point, my Pokemon were really struggling to defeat the gym leaders. But I've got my, uh, oh God, oh no, don't, don't, don't forget the name of him. He's like your favorite one. Score Bunny is the original. Oh my, Cinderace, that's it, Cinderace. That's the uh, third evolution of Score Bunny, which is one of the starting Pokemon in S.H.I.E.L.D., so I'm all evolved to the max, and I fought this boss, and I picked my like baller move where he like plays hacky sack a little bit, and then he kicks this ball of fire at the other Pokemon, and the other Pokemon exploded. <laughs> I mean, it was it was one hit, that was it, done. Hit the mat, KO. I beat the gym, 
And uh, it's a good thing that Beckett wasn't home because I, I was in bed, as I usually am when I'm playing this game, and I just laughed my butt off for like two minutes. It was it was, it was was a really neat memory in gaming for me. I thought it was so funny. Uh, but yeah, so back back up on uh, Pokemon Shield. It's, it's fun. I'm going to complete it. I am, I think, 11 hours into it, and I think probably around 15 to 17 hours is what I'm looking at to complete it. After that, I will be picking up Pokemon Diamond. I think I'm going to get Diamond. There's Diamond and Shining Pearl, but Diamond. Got to go Diamond, right? I don't know. And then last but not least, I put about two hours into Cyberpunk 2077. Um, I originally bought that game. I pre-ordered it, bought into the hype, uh, saw all of the critique about it. I had an Xbox Series X whenever I had that game. But I saw all the critique about it, about how poorly it ran on previous-gen consoles. And at that point, I found out that they were going to do a next-gen update, a patch. So I put it off to the side and was like, I'll just wait for the patch. It'll be fine. I've got plenty of other stuff to play. Fast forward like a year and a half, I think. And uh, they finally put the patch out. I upgraded it. And then I got into Guardians of the Galaxy. And so Cyberpunk got sidelined again. Finished Guardians of the Galaxy, went to go and do Cyberpunk, and it said you need another 26 gigabyte update. Okay, all right, so we, we updated it, so we're all patched up to the max. The install size on that thing now is like 150 gigabytes. It's crazy, but I can understand why. That is a very pretty game. Um, again, Xbox Series X, it looks really nice, really nice. The particle effects, the ray tracing, the 4K, all of the the buzzwords that they've got for next gen current gen gaming they're all there it looks really good and i remember playing it before and seeing some of the character models and they would like walk around and they would just have this flat cardboard face that's not that's not there anymore no no flat cardboard faces in in this game all of the characters look really good um i've now completed the tutorial twice it takes about two hours to kind of get through the opening parts of the game where they're establishing the story and teaching you the mechanics of everything. And now the world has opened up for me. And uh, again, it's really beautiful. The story is compelling to me, and I'm excited to play more of that game. I'm glad that I waited. I am glad that I waited because it does look really, really nice right now. Last week they were selling copies of it at Best Buy for $5. So I'm a little salty that I paid $65 for it, uh, but whatever. Life happens. Our last topic heading is other stuff and things. I just want to tell you people that I love music. And whenever I find a song that I really love, like I was contemplating even starting another YouTube channel, which is just like the concept of music that I love. And I know that like there's people that do reaction videos and they get around copyright strikes somehow. But I mean, I'm not trying to monetize any of these videos. Uh, but I have emotional rea reactions whenever I listen to music at times, and especially like the first or second time that I listened to something. The first time that I heard featuring Mark Hoppus, I had tears in my eyes. It was just like so beautiful. That's Hot Mulligan for anybody that didn't know. And whenever I heard this song that I want you guys to listen to and let me know if you think that it's any good, because I think it's beautiful. It was another just like I had chills the whole time, just chills. It's awesome. It's called 78, the number 78. And it's by the band Driveways. And I really like watching bands perform live because I get a sense of, well, do they actually have the talent to pull off the stuff 
that they're doing on an album, or is it all a farce? And more oftentimes than not, they have the talent to pull it off. But the weird thing about Driveway is they're not super popular by any means, but there are zero videos that I have found of them on YouTube performing live. None. And they've got, like, they're signed by a record label. They have toured before. It's just very odd that they don't have any videos. But I've got a link to their video, 78, uh, linked in the description of the video or podcast, wherever you're listening or watching this. Check it out. Let me know what you think. I think it's an absolutely beautiful song. They are from Boston, and they have a Boston accent that that uh, shows itself every now and then, and it always makes me chuckle whenever I see it or hear it. So, yeah. Reselling. One of my favorite topics, probably my second favorite topic. Uh, as of this recording, uh, I've got whatnot auctions scheduled for the next three nights in a row. So in about three hours from now, uh, it's 3.30 right now, so 6.30 p.m. Central Time, I'm going to be kicking off the first of three auctions within the next three days on whatnot. And the purpose of this is to auction off my BrickLink parts store and all of the minifigures from the BrickLink store and just like random Lego stuff in general because last week I decided to try a minifig game. There's all these whatnot sellers that have been doing these like minifig blind bags and like spin the wheel games and they get just crazy amounts of money bid on these minifigs and they wind up making a killing, I would assume. So I thought, you know what? I would like to try that. I would like to I would like to get a little piece of that pie. So just in my brain, like this just kind of came to me. It was a couple of hours before my auction on Tuesday, I think it was last week. And I was like, what about the concept of a fantasy football draft? But instead of drafting players, we're gonna draft minifigures. And I always like if you've ever done a fantasy football draft, those are so much fun. It's always fun to see who gets to draft in which order, because it's randomized. So here's what I did. We had 12 spots, 12 minifigures to get. So I put up one spot at a time. They got to bid on it, and then we randomized the draft order. Each one of those spots went for an average of $10 a piece. And my figures that I had up there, I think the average for them was $5 a piece. So essentially for each minifigure, I doubled my money. But people love those games. They just can't help themselves. They, they love to have a little piece of the action. Just on the smallest chance that they could win something big. They love it. And in fact, Slippery Bricks, Andy, he won big. He got the first and second spot in one of the drafts. I can't recall which minifigures he chose, but he made out like a bandit, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so we're going to do, do at least two, maybe three of those drafts in each of my auctions the next couple of days. I've got so many minifigures. I cannot believe how many minifigures I've got because I used to just have them in cans stored on top of my stack on shelves. So I didn't really know how many were in there. And now I've got like a probably a six by six by six box that is absolutely full of minifigures. I would guesstimate there's probably 500 minifigures <laughs> that I need to uh, that I need to unload. I've got a lot of hidden side, a lot of Lego Movie 2, a lot of Unikitty, just a lot of stuff that doesn't sell. But I think by you know throwing in a couple of the Unikitty, a couple of Lego Movie, a couple of Jurassic World, but then having like some chase figures in there, I think I'm going to be able to to make more money than I potentially could just selling them individually. So one of the ones that I'm going to have is a chase figure that I'm really excited about because I'm also going to have themed um, 
uh, minifigure drafts. I'm going to do a Star Wars themed draft where the chase figure in that one is a chrome stormtrooper that I got from Dave, Scott's Toys. And then I'm going to do a Marvel uh, themed one where the chase figure, I think there's a couple of them in there, like Katana that's only in one set. She's like a $25 fig. Uh, so that's, I think that's been going really good. Um, I am now about halfway done with pulling the parts out of my Bricklink store and separating them into color lots. Um, I've got 60 lots that I'm going to do each night. So it's a bag of about an ounce and a half of parts. That's what I mean by a lot sorted by color. So I'll put up a bag of white. People will bid on it. We'll move on to the next one. We'll do that 60 times in each auction. And then we'll do the minifig game. So I've got the next three nights set up, ready to go. Parts are ready to go. I've got a bunch of parts sorted by color on my table that I'm ready to make the next round of minifigure games. But I didn't want to go ahead and do it. I wanted to see and make sure that uh, people were good with the format uh, before I just went ahead and, and kept doing the same thing. So I kind of like that, that, you know, like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday are my days when I don't have Beckett in the evening. And definitely those evening hours are the times when there's more buyers out there. So it's it's pained me to not have a whatnot auction since last Tuesday, but it's also given me an opportunity to, to kind of catch my breath a little bit, um, to list stuff on eBay and Poshmark, and to kind of figure out how I'm going to do, you know, like the other stuff that I'm doing within the auction. So I'm really excited about it. I can't wait to see uh, the response to it this evening. And uh, yeah, I'm going to sell a bunch of stuff. I, uh, I cut the prices on a bunch of stuff in my eBay store on Friday to just, just to try to move out some old inventory, and that definitely worked. I sold, I think, 10 items in my eBay store over the weekend. Uh, one was a really, really, well, I actually had two really good flips. One was a, a camera lens that I bought at a thrift store just last week. I paid $20 for it. It sold for $50. Uh, Levi's jean jacket that I got, I think I listed it back in February, Bought it for a dollar and it sold for $55 today. <laughs> One of my best flips uh, that I've had so far, other than selling textbooks that were free. But yeah, so reselling, you know, I, I talked with my parents today because um, we got to sing my mom happy birthday. Happy birthday, mom, by the way. Big 6 0 tomorrow. Love you very much. Um, and they were just wondering, well, what are you going to do with your space down there after the Bricklink store is gone? So I'm thinking, you know, like I could use it to store more sealed Lego sets. Um, or I could buy more totes because I don't need more shelving. I could use the current shelving that's down there and just have more totes. But if I have more totes, that means I'm going to fill them with stuff, and that means I'm going to have more stuff that is potentially going to sit there and not sell. But already that's what I appreciate about eBay is that I was really easily able to go into my store, see what items hadn't sold since January, mark those down to cheap, and move them. I still made some money on them, but they're not just sitting there as, as dead inventory. Unlike my Bricklink store, just got so overwhelming with all of the different piece types. You just, I just couldn't stay on top of, you know, trying to liquidate parts that weren't selling over time. So the reselling adventure, loving it. Very thankful to, to have all of the stuff and like to have the space in the house and the knowledge and all that stuff to do it with. And uh, yeah, looking forward to continuing to make progress on all of it. It's great. Love it. It doesn't feel like work. None of it feels like work, which is ideal. <laughs> Otherwise, I probably wouldn't do it. Last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, let's round out the show by uh, talking about my favorite topic, Mr. Beckett James Williams. My son, five years old, going to be six in, in uh, July. Can't believe that. That's crazy. 
we had a, another great Easter this past week. So a couple of things that we did Wednesday, the Easter Bunny paid a visit. That's the first day that I had Beckett. And I couldn't wait to give him his stuff. I wanted to give him his stuff and to like see him enjoy it for a few days instead of him getting it on Easter morning and then immediately having to go back to his mom. So I was like, eh, we'll just act like the Easter Bunny came while he wasn't here. Uh, Beckett asked for me to or asked for me to request the Easter Bunny to spread his stuff out on his top bunk, which is what we did last year. Um, and for some reason, he remembered that and wanted that again, so we made that happen. He requested Molo Top Reese's, which if you don't know what those are, they're marshmallow-topped Reese's cups, and they're not very good. I'm not crazy about them, but for some reason, he loves them, so more power to him. And then uh, all kinds of other candy. I bought him a Lego Luigi set that he didn't have, he still hasn't finished the one from last weekend, so this one has not gotten built. Uh, I got him a Minecraft art set, and is that about it? I think that's about it for the Easter presents. So we did that Wednesday, and then Saturday we had like our Easter celebration extravaganza. Um, we went to Galesburg, which is where Beckett's mom lives, and they had an Easter egg hunt that was free for all the killed children. Uh, they had a thousand eggs and they had it divided out by age, which I appreciate. So like he was only going against other kids that were his same age. I thought, I think that that's, that's a good way to go. That way it's a little bit more equal. Um, came away with a full, like an entirely full bucket of eggs. And he was pretty stoked about that. After that, we uh, went to McDonald's in a neighboring town and had some lunch. He wanted Dr. Pepper and French fries and chicken nuggets and a cheeseburger. Like he just he just kept adding things onto this. Um, <laughs> the cheeseburger really threw me for a loop because he doesn't usually request cheeseburgers. So he wanted a, a sing he wanted a mini cheeseburgers, what he called them, but they didn't have those at, at this McDonald's. So I got a, a single patty cheeseburger with only cheese and pickle. That's all the toppings he wanted on it. Uh, I wound up eating that because he had like one tiny bite of it, and that was it. He just sat there and ate French fries and drank Dr Pepper and was like the happiest kid ever. He did eat the rest of his chicken nuggets whenever we got home, so you know, don't call CPS on me. Uh, he got a pretty cool McDonald's toy. It was a Sonic toy, so cool, awesome. And then after that, we we do what we like to do. We like to go toy hunting, so we went to Walmart because Grandma and Grandpa hooked him up with some Easter money, and uh, he was on the hunt for a Pokemon toy. He wanted a Charizard, as he likes to call it, even though it's Charizard, but he calls it a Charizard. That's fine. I'm cool with that. So we got him the Charizard, and then we also got him, I think it's Voltic was the other Pokemon toy that we got, because he needed to have somebody that he could battle, so he chose that one. And uh, I got an insane amount of Pokemon cards again, because I like them. They bring me joy, so I did. Yes. <laughs> so that was uh, our Easter adventure. It was a lot of fun. Beckett uh, really enjoyed it, and then he went to his mom's today and did another Easter egg hunt and got another round of presents, so... Dude is living good. He's living large and uh, just thankful for him and all the cool stuff that we get to do in life and that I get to watch him grow up right before my eyes. Can't believe he's he's had, what, I guess six of these Easters now to this point? Woo. I still remember his first one. He's like this chunky little monkey. I think I've even got footage maybe on this. No, not on this channel. It's on Ronnie Resells because I rebranded it and reused an old channel, but over on Ronnie Resells, like one of the like first videos that I ever posted on the internet was Beckett's, I think it was his first Easter, it might have been his second, but he was just this chunky little guy, like could barely get around, every time he'd see an egg in the house, he'd go, egg, 
egg. <laughs> so cute to now, you know, he's running around and pounding chocolate and eating French fries and Dr. Pepper. Life is good, man. It just goes a little bit too quick. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening in this week. Truly appreciate all of y'all out there. Don't forget to chime in on the question of the week, which is what is something funny that has happened to you? I need to know if it was gross, if it was funny, it was weird, whatever you guys got. Uh, Especially if it's a video response, I am happy to uh, share that with the world as we did with Carter's this week. So hope you all have a fantastic week. I'm looking forward to a good one. We've got a lot of work in front of us on the whatnot front. So if you're listening to this on Monday, I do have an auction Monday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. And I do have an auction Tuesday evening, 6.30 Central p.m. Love to see you guys there. Just come by, say hi. And uh, until next time, have a great one. (laughs) We'll see you in the next video. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.